0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say Happy Halloween! Today's Woo-hoo! episode airs on Halloween, so happy Halloween. I hope you guys have a good Halloween, whatever that means for you. If you have kids that are trick or treating, I hope they get to and it's not raining or snowing or too cold. I hated when I had to put a coat over my cool costume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: As always, I'm your host Jessica Carter Ogle, and that spooky ghost over there is my husband <laughs> Stephen Ogle. The Monster
1: Mash. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> now, if I would have done that, you'd be like, "We're
1: going to get sued for copyright infringement." Ah, uh, we can do. But I, I think we can say two words. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. I love that song. That's my. That's my favorite part about Halloween is is songs like that, goofy things.
0: I guess we'll have to play it tomorrow when we pass out candy. Yeah. We have our Halloween beer koozies and our Halloween sweatshirts and... Yeah. Getting out of work early tomorrow to pass out candy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Hopefully we have some people. It'll be nice. I hope so. Some kids, rather. Some kids. Children. You know, small kids wanting candy dressed up in in cool outfits and stuff. Yeah. It's the best holiday. Halloween's the best holiday. It's It's the most fun. Like... There's no other day of the year where you can dress like dress up however you want to and nobody can say anything. It's Halloween. You can do it.
0: And people will still say things.
1: Yeah. I mean prior to the pandemic they allowed us to dress up at work if we if we if our work day was Halloween day. Now I did not dress up, but a lot of people did. Dressed yeah. up their their desks and stuff and they had a fun little competition. Oh. Who had the, you know, spookiest desk or whatever. I'm gonna
0: wear my Halloween sweatshirt tomorrow. I did tell everyone to feel free to dress festive if they care to.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So you're putting on your witch outfit tomorrow.
0: What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> let me tell you if I was a witch, you'd know it. You would know it. And it would be glorious. A lot of people would know it in a lot of places. And let me repeat glorious.
1: Uh, good times. You know, so. that's
0: the kind of stuff he says to me. But I say very sweet and kind things to him. Uh-huh. For instance, I sent him an Instagram meme the other day <laughs> that said, sometimes home is a person. And I was like, this is so sweet. This is how I feel about Steven. He put the laughing hysterically emoji reaction to it. And so I, had, I was perplexed. And I said, please tell me what about this sweet message is funny and he said well what do you mean it says sometimes home is like a person and you dress up the house all the time you're always doing something so I thought well yeah she dresses it up like a person (laughs) I said no you buffoon you are my home you know when you hug me it feels like home things like that things of that nature not that I'm putting a dress on the house like I'm Amelia Bedelia (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So that's the kindness I give him. And I am asked if I'm going to be wearing my witch's costume.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I wasn't sure. That idea is what I can do with the broom. I thought that was a fair question. Was that not a fair question? No, it's not. Oh.
0: In other news, I want to remind everybody that we are still in Pity Awareness Month for for just a couple more days. Last day on Halloween. Yep. So definitely learn about your pities. maybe adopt a pity as proud pity parents.
1: Yep. We are pity proponents. Yep. Love a pity. Yep. They are the best, man. They are the best. They're snugglers. Beware. Yes. They are snugglers. Boy, yeah. they, get, they get used to you and they get attached to you, man. They are a snuggler.
0: Somehow, Stephen and I start sitting on the couch together at night next to each other. And before I know it, there's a 50-pound heater burrowed in between us.
1: Yep. Or on like, top of us. Yeah. Yep. so yep yeah she's fantastic though she's cute cute little pup so yes, highly recommend uh checking out pitties They they don't uh there's a lot of bad information about about several breeds of dogs pitties being one of them um they don't have lockjaw. jaw that's not a thing that's a made-up thing that people did um mm, you do know research. you know they're not an aggressive breed
0: do your research and stay away from ignorance.
1: Yeah, so do your, do your own research, but there's there's plenty of good pitties out there that just uh, want a home, man. They want some love and uh, yeah.
0: Yep. Cool. Ours is going to be four in November, so that's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah here in a few weeks. Yeah. Technically, today we're recording on the 30th and it is now three years that we've been in our home.
0: Yes, today was our move-in day. It's crazy. Time flies, man.
1: Yeah, I I feel like we've been in here for ten years. One
0: day we're gonna be like, Oh, it's been fifteen years since we moved into this house. Yeah. It's Oh like, my gosh. Yeah,
1: like I feel like I've already been here ten years or something. I know. It's crazy. I know. So much stuff has gone on, like just in the basement, just in the last year, like I, I'm the formation that we have for recording and everything is not even a year. He's really dressed up the basement a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like going. it's a person. There's a lot going on down yeah. there. Yeah.
0: What else is but, going on? What else you wanna? Uh,
1: just real quick, uh, Michigan. Uh, we uh I, I mentioned that last week on the podcast that they're under a uh, under an investigation. It looks as though, uh, based on stuff that I'm reading, that the NCAA might end up with egg on their face, and it's kind of funny to me because the the thing is, is that Michigan has a very good team this year. Not they're not just sort of good. Like, everybody's talking about the players being a very good team. And then this allegation comes out. And um, the thing is, is that the person who's being accused uh, was on staff at Michigan, but not a coach, not that sort of thing. But this person purchased the tickets – for his friends with his own money, his own card, using his own name. So he didn't do anything under the under the name of the university.
0: Well U of M is smart. They're not gonna
1: The other thing is is that uh the investigation uh Ricky sent this to me last night. Um the investigation was brought up by Ohio State's coach's brother. The head coach of Ohio State, uh, his brother has a PI firm.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And he's the one who brought it to light, apparently. So, interesting. um, As a Michigan fan, I'm a little uh, jaded toward Ohio fans and Ohio teams, so I feel like there's a little bit of jealousy there based on the fact that Michigan walked – into their home last year and obliterated them. So I feel like there's some jealousy and things like that. So I'm hoping that uh, a lot of people end up with egg on their face and it's not Michigan.
0: Yeah, so. I hope not. But I mean, also at the end of the day, Michigan is a is a highly revered university. They're not a bunch of idiots. So if they are doing this, they're not going to make it easy to prove. Yeah, so. and
1: that's fine. If if coach if if schools and coaches can do that sort of thing, and it can not be discovered and never be found out, then fine.
0: So as long as you commit a crime that nobody can prove you did.
1: It's no different than in high school when a booster gives a quarterback a $100 handshake because he threw four touchdown passes and helped him win a game. It's no different. If it's it's under the radar, then who cares?
0: So if I killed somebody under the radar, but I never got caught and no one could prove it, it's fine.
1: Then it's like the perfect murder. But then again, (laughs) if it's a perfect murder, no one would ever know about it.
0: Well, they would probably know somebody's dad. Well, I just used my witch power. Yep. So,
1: yep. But, anywho. But, anyhow, so there's that. Uh, and then the Lions play tonight, Monday night. So, we got no update on that. I will say the World Series has been interesting. I've been uh, watching the highlights online. I've unfortunately not been able to watch either game. But, we just
0: keep forgetting. Yeah. Is what it is. So,
1: Friday night's game went 11 innings. Uh, the Rangers. Uh, hosting the Diamondbacks, the Rangers scored two runs in the ninth inning to push it into extra innings, and then scored a walk-off homer in the bottom of the eleventh. That was Friday. That was Friday, and then Saturday, the Diamondbacks took offense to that because they put up nine to one. They just said, "Not today." Is pal. Game
0: Three going to be tonight? Then
1: Game Three will be tonight. It'll be in Arizona. It's and Arizona's a got has the. Uh, least amount of wins out of everybody that made it into the playoffs, hmm. and they're in the World Series, and they made a statement on that game too. So I hope uh, hope they can back up, yeah, what they threw out. Then so all right. All right. so we're that's gonna, that. Um, all the move. all the teams will be back, but we got to move on from sports. Yeah, we got we're going to
0: move a little uh, quicker through this episode. Steven, why don't you take us through album anniversaries? Ooh.
1: all right. Uh, we got a lot of folks, lot of lot of album anniversaries, but this is the last very big week. Of album anniversaries yeah. we won't have any in this amount for the rest of the year uh i can assure yeah, you yeah october's
0: that big final push to get your albums out for the year
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of that so um we're gonna start off with god Godsmack's second album awake is 23 well, years old
0: obviously five stars out of five stars yeah i Fantastic mean we're talking, album if you are fans of good music then you would enjoy this album
1: i remember seeing the commercial for the marines and oh they yeah, use that yeah, music. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It didn't make me want to join, but I did enjoy the commercial.
1: Yeah. Um, that was in 2000 on Halloween. Oh. Also, class
0: of 2000. What?
1: Also on 2000 uh, in Halloween on two uh, on Halloween in 2000. Ah, yes. A little band named Lifehouse released oh. No Name Face. Oh. Hanging by a moment. Is
0: that the one that has the like jester on the cover? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah,
1: that is. I mean, they had some good albums in their career, and they've had some really good songs. But I, I, I've, No Name Face is That's still their the best. best one. That is yeah. their best album. Like every song on it is amazing. Like the album flows really well. Very good. So also twenty three years old. Also on the same day, Outcast released Stank Stankonia. Oh. Which was uh, So Fresh and So Clean, mm-hmm. Miss Jackson, Bombs Over Baghdad. I
0: love Bombs Over Baghdad. We just heard that before Empire Strikes Back. It was playing in the Senate Theater. And Empire I was, Strips Back? Yeah. Strips Back, sorry. Yeah. And I was like, I have not heard Bombs Over Baghdad in years. And I loved that song. Loved.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Jared. He knows every word on Bombs Over Baghdad. Wow. Like, I've been that in the car with him, and that song's Shana. come on, and he turns up the volume because he's just, like, he, he knows it. So That's how Shana. I
0: feel about Harvey Ninger's flagpole, Siddha. <laughs> <laughs> uh. If anybody knows that song.
1: <laughs> um, 18 years later on Halloween, Slipknot released a single called All Out Life. It seems like an
0: appropriate release date for Slipknot.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's on a five-year anniversary. That song in 2018 right before it released uh, NXT WWE they had their black and gold brand they filmed a in, a new intro for their show using this song and that's Mm. where i heard it the first time and i was like oh my gosh i gotta get this is that
0: what got you on slipknot or that song period
1: uh no i had heard i had heard slipknot before that but you
0: got me into slipknot
1: yeah i i had heard slipknot before that with volume three and they're self-titled and and iowa like i had listened to their stuff previously but this song man i just this song is so good like it is it's amazing. Nice. I, I love it, but it it was good because uh, the chorus is "We are not your kind," and I thought that was great for NXT's slogan of like we're not we're not like anybody else
0: when they before Vince ruined them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and it took a while before. Shawn michaels was able to bring it back but it's still not no it's still never
0: be what it was and what it was was so great it
1: was lightning in a bottle for them but yeah so that was their theme song um for those of you that like listening to christmas early not me of course i'm not that crazy no offense to any of our listeners uh you know wink wink anyways uh mariah carey's merry christmas came out in 1994 on november 1st excellent yeah.
0: We'll be hearing that around the house soon. Uh, not too soon. I will wait till Black Friday for my holiday music and music and movies and all of that stuff. Because I want to really enjoy it and not get sick of it myself. But I cannot wait for Gingerbread Man to start playing in this house again.
1: <laughs> um, also on the same day, Nirvana's MTV's Unplugged in New York.
0: I had that. Yep. I had that. See, I can picture that CD cover right now.
1: Yep. So that came out. And Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Oh,
0: excellent album. That album's so good. I forget that he extended into, like, the 90s. Like, it... Yeah. Like, Tom Petty, just to me, I, for some reason, feel like, oh, it's all, like, late 70s. No.
1: I don't know why. Yeah.
0: But I'm listening to Wildflowers, and I'm like, man, this is, like, 90? 90, yeah, 94. 94, yeah. Yep. And I'm like, it's still, like, it still feels like classic rock because it's Petty. Yep. So it's, like... Great, great album. I really like it.
1: Well, you mentioned him making it into the 90s. Well, on November 2nd in 1982, he released Long After Dark.
0: Also a great album.
1: Yeah, which you don't remember on a... I have no pre-
0: idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> on a previous podcast, we talked about some of our favorite uh, favorite albums, and she mentioned Long After Dark by Tom Petty and talked all about it, and she has no memory of it.
0: No memory whatsoever. <laughs> if anyone can go back and listen and let me know, I'd love to hear what I had to say. S-
1: so uh November 2nd 1999 and November 3rd 1992 we got two albums from uh Rage Against the Machine. The oldest one in 92 being their self-titled Rage Against the Machine In 99 we got Battle of Los Angeles.
0: GD they're a great band. Yes. I just
1: Yes. Man. And they're going in the Hall of Fame this year.
0: I told you that.
1: Which I I didn't know they I thought they were already in there. I oh, thought that I don't was a shoe in they should have been in there the long...
0: Hall of Fame works. It's rando. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It shouldn't be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It no, should be called should the Music Hall of Fame.
0: it should be the Music Hall of Fame because it makes no sense how you get in, how you don't get in, like the voting. They didn't make it in this year. Like, freaking calm your jets, and people. It's, and Pipe it- down, woman. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: um let's see what else we got on the list um reliant k their fourth album 19 years old called Mm mm-hmm that's m-m-h-m-m to be make the sound not mm -hmm. to be
0: confused with mm bop
1: (laughs) yeah but no mm -hmm. yeah no it's uh definitely not that but yeah reliant k's album this was a uh very well done album that flowed very well together uh high of 75 was a great song um
0: i'll be straight up honest with you the only reliant k album i know is their christmas album because you got me into it <laughs> yeah and so i listened to that at christmas yeah which we have that on i think vinyl we have now. it on vinyl yes yep. all yep. right yep. uh, i was correct we do have it
1: <laughs> um let's see uh pod released payable on death in 2003 mm-hmm. i remember buying this at meyer at midnight so that's what they it came out
0: that's what it stands for
1: yeah payable on death this album was their first album to not have marco playing guitar they had um Jason, one of the original guitar players, uh, Jason Truby from Living Sacrifice, he mm-hmm. joined uh, them to play, and it's it's one of my favorite albums of theirs. The guitar stuff is on there really cool, is, is really cool. Uh, Phil Keggy played on the album a couple of songs, for those of you that uh, are guitar players and might know who Phil Keggy is, so I highly recommend listening to it just on that alone. Cool. Um fantastic album jay-z and lincoln park's collision course is now 19 years old
0: that's crazy yeah
1: yeah i saw a couple people were posting clips from the dvd that came with it where you can watch them in studio recording and watch jay-z recording and stuff um so i I caught a couple of those when i was on lunch today but man uh, like you want to talk about lightning in a bottle those guys getting together and mashing up their songs and doing stuff man it was it was cool it was, it, it was a cool time. I loved time.
0: Linkin Park.
1: Yep. Yep. They were really good. Uh, speaking of guitars, Brad Paisley released his guitar album. Yeah. Which he had uh, Keith Urban on there. He had B.B. King on there. Um,
0: I still can't believe he's releasing, he released a new album. Well, he released... Or, uh, singles.
1: Yeah. The first four songs yeah. is what it says. But yeah, he's got a new album coming next year. It's been a long time. Yeah. So but the play album is really good. That thing's 15 years old now. Like, well, I mean, I, and I just found out about it last year and I love it. As a guitar, as a guitar, like guitar I, player, it's great.
0: I saw him in concert I think for the Mud on the Tires tour and that feels like it was maybe 30 years ago, but it wasn't cuz I wouldn't have been 11, but
1: <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, Mud on the Tires was still like mid uh, like early 2000s. I know. Um a band I like uh called Paris, they released White Noise, their first full album. It's crazy that that's nine years old now, um, but uh, man, I think that,
0: somebody bought himself a Paris vinyl today. I
1: did, I did. I bought uh, not their newest one, but the one right before it, uh, deluxe version of it. It was on sale, and and I, I I like all their stuff. They do some pop, they do some rock, um, but man, she's a good songwriter, good lyricist. I yeah. like I like the stuff. Especially, yeah, she's different. Yeah, White Noise is what got me into them, and it's definitely more rock on that album. Uh, but it's, I, I, like I hate
0: it. to say it, but it's different for a woman. Like, I feel like so many women geared towards pop or country yeah. and like to have more like that rock yeah. is nice.
1: Yeah. And she, you know, take, you know, she has a band, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, three, three guys that tour with her and, you know, they, they play, I've seen them live. They're fantastic live. Um, uh, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Justin Timberlake released his first album 21 years ago. Justified. Justified
0: he's being raked over the coals these days Oof. don't be
1: so quick to walk away oh my gosh yeah i don't i don't pay attention to what's going on with him i don't i don't really know anything about that but uh justified had a lot of good hits on him. Yeah, it's good stuff it senorita good. Mm-hmm. uh what was the other song Mm-hmm trying to think what was the other song?
0: I don't know, you're putting me on the spot. Of
1: course I am. Oh, was it uh No, I'm thinking of uh I don't even know what you were. I was just... thinking of Crimea River, but that's That's in, not That's in that's sync. That's, that was yeah. technically his first single.
0: Crimea River is not in sync. Was
1: that his Was that Crimea him? Crimea
0: River is him, yeah.
1: Then that's unjustified. Okay. I think.
0: I don't think that's right.
1: All right, you look it up. Uh, um Yeah. What do you got? oh
0: you're right cry me a river oh senorita and that rock your body song yeah don't be so quick to walk
1: away that song would get stuck in your head in a in a second man loved it the video was pretty cool he was like disco dancing and stuff um tupac shakur after he passed away i mean literally like the same year they released uh the don Cluminati, the seven day theory that's like the
0: only tupac album i know
1: Hail Mary, yeah. Live and Die in L.A. Live yeah. and Die in L.A. is one of my favorite Tupac songs. I'll listen to that song on repeat. I just, I love it. The beat and everything for it is so cool. Yeah. Um, but he was, um, you know, I don't know. He was just, he just had something in his head for a character, and he just yeah. did it, and and this whole album is is that. It's It's, yeah. it's, it's him, but he's... He's, you know, Machiavelli, Mm -hmm. Machiavelli, the Don. And he says that right off the bat. And it's just, man, it's, I don't know. He was, he was just on another level. Mm -hmm. He was on another level when it came to hip hop. And this album, you know, further proved that. And unfortunately it came out after he passed. Speaking of somebody that uh, proved their worth in hip hop, Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP2 is 10 years old today. Wow. The song Rap God, I saw an interview with him today on lunch. He went into the studio, had not written anything down for Rap God. They turned on the mic and the beat, and he freestyled and wrote it. One take.
0: Like, that is such talent. I couldn't imagine.
1: One take. Like,
0: his brain must just be a nonstop hamster wheel. It must not stop. He must have to medicate to sleep.
1: Like, it is, it's insane to me that he did rap god in one take. Yeah. I like I, I watched that I watched the interview and I rewound it when he said it cuz I didn't believe it. Yeah. I was like you got to be kidding me. Like this is wow.
0: He's a rap god.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, in my opinion like he's Mount Rushmore, one of the greatest of all time. And not just for that. I mean, he's had plenty of stuff that come before it, but yeah. Man, but anyways, Marshall Mathers LP2 great album. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, One of the bands I like a lot called Demon Hunter released their fourth album, Storm the Gates of Hell. So if you're in the mood for some metal or some uh, heavy rock, Demon Hunter's your band, man. Good stuff. 2008. They're good. Cool. If you're in the mood for some dubstep or you're uh, not sure about dubstep and you want to possibly get into it, but you're not sure where to start.
0: Yeah, this would be good.
1: Kill the Noise. Kill the Noise would be good for that. Black Magic LP EP. This is where I started with dubstep he was the artist that got me listening to dubstep this was the ep uh shout out to josh if he's listening he got me in to kill the noise and man this stuff is so so good i love it i love the way he puts stuff together the sounds he uses um it's cool stuff and then uh last album on the list from 2020 uh an artist that i discovered during the pandemic he put out an album called "Without People," Donovan mm-hmm. Woods. Yeah,
0: it's a good album. Very, very like singer songwriter. Very mellow.
1: Yeah, it's a mood. It's yep. a mood
0: type album.
1: Yeah, And he did something strange when he released the deluxe edition of the album. He put the four extra tracks at the beginning of the album, so that the very first track was like a piano version of his hit song. So you got like an alternate version of his hit song at the beginning, which was, uh, getting over. Hmm. And I just, when I heard that song getting over the lyrics for that song spoke to me, I was like, I get it. Like you, you know, when you're, when you're, when you've gone through a terrible relationship and it's over, you just, you don't want to put more bad energy out there. So when somebody asks you about it, you just say, you know, you know, we, you know, we just, we moved apart. You know, like we just we just you know, it's okay. You know, we we just weren't right and we just moved on. And that's what I was saying yeah. when I went through my divorce. I wasn't trashing my ex and saying all kinds of crap that a lot of people like to do when they go through a you know a separation, divorce, split, whatever it is. Uh, but I just thought it was clever. I also uh, think a song on there that's really cr- clever is uh, um, "I Was Okay with You Seeing Other People." Mm-hmm. I love the 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 yeah. way he twists the words on that one, and he was like, "I was okay with you seeing other people until I saw other people seeing you." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, that's like, a good line, clever man." Like yeah, that. so he's a good he's a good songwriter. I definitely recommend him a lot. He's singer songwriter, good stuff. Cool.
0: Yep. All right, that's everything. So. Just when you thought we were done, we're not. (laughs) No. We're going back to our happy Halloween. We wanted to watch scary movies this month, and we watched 14 scary movies (laughs) of varying genres. Yep. And we are going to regale them all for you. Give us a yay, a nay, where you can find it, a little bit about what it is and what we liked about it.
1: All right. So uh, who's starting? You starting or me So the
0: first movie was a Jessica pick. Yep. And it was Barbarian.
1: It's on Max.
0: Yep. It's also on Hulu. Yeah, okay. I
1: believe. Okay.
0: Um, and it stars Georgina Campbell and Bill Scarsgard. Yep. And it's about a woman who rents an Airbnb. And when she gets there, she, there's like a snafu and somebody else is there. Yep. And so it's like, what happens in this situation? What do you do? And all of that.
1: Yeah. Also, Justin Long is in the movie as well. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. He he, he has got such range.
0: He does. This movie is interesting. I give it a thumbs up. Definitely. It kicked off our horror movie. Now, mind you, you know, a horror movie is a horror movie. This movie is certainly not going to win an Oscar. Yeah. But for what it is and for, you know, what we were doing, I liked it. I didn't, you know, it kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. It gave me some jump scares. It almost, it was weird because it was almost like two movies within a movie. Like there was a very abrupt change. Yeah. And so abrupt, in fact, that I thought something happened and <laughs> our movie stopped and another one started.
1: It it reminded me of which you said you hadn't seen it, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket is two movies spliced together that Stanley Kubrick did, but it, it, sews up in the end like it connects in the end but it is this does you go through one thing and then it switches and you're like wait a second did we just change radio stations what happened
0: yes so that was that was good i thought the cast was good i thought it was good i liked it um it does take place in detroit this is i've seen three scary movies that take place in the (laughs) blight of detroit which i'm not a huge fan of that portrayal But nonetheless. Uh, That's funny. Nonetheless, I recommend it.
1: Yep, I agree. Um, Stephen kicked it old school for the next one. The next one is Wolf. Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, um, Ron Rifkin. I I love this movie. I think...
0: 1994.
1: Yes. um, And it is on Paramount. So I... I am a huge fan of old school movies that have Michelle Pfeiffer or Jack Nicholson or James Spader. I think the three of them are some of the greatest actors of our time. Um, and in this movie, it's it, it's insane because we watched all of Blacklist and you can see Raymond Reddington in 1994 in the movie Wolf. Yeah. You can see the ticks that James Spader which tells me even more yeah. that that Raymond Reddington was more his, his a little bit of himself in the character which which is cool. And
0: it has Jack Nicholson's eyebrows which oh, are dude. which are like a character in and of themselves. It's yeah. called Wolf, so it's, spoiler, it's about a werewolf.
1: Yeah. It Oh man.
0: It's very 90s, the score is very 90s. Yep. Um it was good. I I wasn't scared.
1: No, you don't it's get scared. It's not
0: as scary, but it's, you know.
1: But the acting is yeah. some of the best acting. Um, there's a scene in that movie that that uh, that is Jack Nicholson walking out of his office, because uh, I work in this office building, And when you walk out of their main office, it's they're up on another floor and there's like a railing there and you can see it's like a square shaped office building. So it's an open area, but you can see all these other floors and people walking and stairs and stuff like that. And Jack Nicholson comes out of his office and walks through there and cinematically, it's amazing. Like the cinematography for it is so cool. The way they follow him out, the way he the way they show it and everything. And it's one of those things that like I'll never forget in cinema. Like it's when I saw it the first time I was like, Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Yeah. And it always sticks with me. But obviously the the acting is is amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, for the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very 90s. it's a very nineties.
1: It's a very nineties movie, but I mean come on. But it is
0: good. And Michelle
1: Pfeiffer is gorgeous.
0: And she's a great actress. But she's gorgeous. Yeah. And she, yeah, and she still is gorgeous. I applaud her for actually just being a human because she looks <laughs> gorgeous.
1: Yep. So next pick was yours.
0: Yes. And I picked a movie that I'm still not 100% sure what happened in called Hereditary. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2018 uh, on Max. Yep. And it stars Toni Collette and she's amazing. I love Toni Collette. Also Gabriel Byrne's in it. I haven't seen Gabriel Byrne in a very long time. Yep. But Toni Collette I think is an amazing actress. She portrays there's a scene in this movie where she expresses so much emotion and grief that like I literally like it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was just like gut wrenching. Um but this yeah. is about a family living in their house and they're being like kind of like ghostly occurrences like what's going on what's happening and I will tell you there were surprises there were things that happened that I was like holy heck did that actually just happen yep um and it was good I mean it it ended in a way that scary movies end where they're often open to interpretation which I don't always love but the acting was great from everybody I think everybody was great
1: uh I liked the movie the ending I uh, I was I was good with the ending. I'm I'm I, I, I was good with it. It didn't bother me the way it ended because I it felt different. Yeah. And I I am I'm, I'm cool with the open to interpretation to a point. And yeah. they they didn't I'll cross they that. didn't cross that line for yeah, me. Yeah,
0: they didn't. Like you knew what happened, but you were just like but there was part of me that was like, Well, how the heck does it how the heck what happens then?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, But it was a good movie. But not for sure. in
0: such a way to where it doesn't end, but just like, oh my gosh, how are, how is that going to work? Yep. Um then we kicked it back to 1986 for a movie I've never seen. Yep. Called Little Shop of Horrors, starring Rick Moranis and Ellen Green.
1: Yep. And Steve Martin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot.
1: Yep, there's a couple cameos in there which I won't mention. Those we'll, I we'll totally,
0: those. I've never seen this movie.
1: Oh my gosh, I I remember seeing this movie when I was a kid with my parents. My dad laughed so much at this. It was movie,
0: amazing. Man. I can't believe you like it because you don't like musicals.
1: Musicals are not a thing for me, but I I don't know. I just don't really feel like it is. It's, it it is it's a musical. Nostalgia but, factor. Yeah. I, I don't totally feel like it's a musical in in the way of like, I don't feel like Blues Brothers is a musical either, but people call Blues Brothers a musical.
0: Well, when this tours, I want to see it. I would like to see it on stage. Oh yeah, I think it'd be fun. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was clever. It was smart. It's funny. It's something you could watch with the whole family. Yep. I and mean, unless your kids are, like, super wimpy, then they might get scared of the plant, but depending on their age.
1: And the the practical effects that they use are <laughs> fantastic. They're wimpy,
0: but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like, if you, you know, so. Yep. Like, I could have watched it as a kid and been fine. Some kids probably couldn't, but it's only rated PG-13.
1: Yeah, but it's it's fantastic. I And mean, it's, Rick Moranis it, is so great. Yeah, he's fantastic in everything. So. I feel like
0: we've had a resurgence of him because we
1: just watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids recently, too. Yeah, not too long ago, so. Um, and maybe he'll, I, I don't know. I'm crossing my fingers that he shows up in the next Ghostbusters movie, the sequel to Afterlife. Yeah. That'd be great if he shows up in that.
0: So that's four thumbs up for our movies so far.
1: Yep. Uh, the next movie, I,
0: I, I, I do not thumbs this up at all. No. I don't understand what the point of this whole movie was.
1: They never gave us the why. Uh, Vivarium, Emma pots Potts, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I mean, it's mainly them too. Like, yeah their their act the thing is is that their acting was was fine like i didn't have a problem with their acting i had a problem with the fact that when the movie was over they didn't give me the why yeah
0: it's about these two this couple that's going house hunting and what happens once they get in this house that they're seeing
1: now the thing is is that i mentioned previously i'm fine with with movies that leave it open to interpretation the problem is is that they didn't give me a why. Yeah, I so, just
0: didn't understand why any of this was happening. What was the point? What purpose did it serve?
1: So to leave that open to my interpretation, I don't like that because I need a, I need a sliver. Yeah, I need something to go and, off of. And they didn't even give me a base for the why. And that just didn't work for me.
0: And if you guys don't know what Little Shopper horror is about, by the way, it's about a little plant shop and a plant that comes to life so we didn't actually say what it was about but i feel like everyone knows but back to vivarium um it's on netflix and i i don't recommend it i'll be honest i wouldn't waste my time it was an hour and 37 minutes and it felt like it was three hours long and i will say like you said they acted the heck out of that movie they both were super super good in that movie but i just was left going Why did I watch that? What was the point? And if they could have given me a why, that would have changed. Even if I didn't like the why, it would have changed my thinking on it.
1: They took a subpar script that should have never been made. And Imogene Potts and Jesse Eisenberg made it watchable. Yeah. The problem is, is that they didn't give me a why. So I'm always questioning what was the entire point? Why did I watch this? And that's why I won't recommend it. Yeah. So... But if you're fine with not knowing why, go ahead and recommend it. Yeah. Or go ahead and watch it on I me. Mean.
0: So the next movie we watched was straight up awful, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was campy.
0: It was campy. Like, people were giving it one-star reviews. And, like, I would really like to know what people expected from Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Yeah. That they didn't quite get. Because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie was ridiculous.
0: Winnie the Pooh literally, we we're supposed to believe he was a real bear, but he quite literally looked like someone wearing a rubber bear costume. Like he didn't, he, his eyebrows were painted on. Yeah. It was, they weren't even like real.
1: Yeah. I mean, it like was, that was
0: the beauty of the campiness of it. It's and a like, beat movie. People are like just ripping it. And I'm like. What did you expect? I wanted to see this movie in the theater. I've been wanting to see it since it came out in March. I was pumped and it was everything I hoped
1: for. It yeah. was so horrible. I loved it. It's it it was totally a B movie. Yeah. Like it, it looked like it wasn't made with enough money. Like no. they didn't have enough money to make this movie. It looked but like yet my friends and did. I got
0: together and were like, you know what, we should make a Winnie the Pooh horror movie and then we did it in our backyard.
1: They made it for $100,000. That's why it looks the way it looks. But opening weekend, it made $652,000. And they're making
0: a sequel.
1: Yes, they are. And I'm going to see it. Because they made 600% over. Yeah. Like...
0: It was just, it was great. It was, what it, it was what I expected it to be. If you like horror movies, if you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you like Freddy, if you like all that stuff, you would like this.
1: Their worldwide gross was $4.9 Of course they're going to make a sequel. Yeah. They made it for $100,000. Bu- the budget on the second movie ought to be a lot bigger than that. Yeah. I'm sure the second movie will probably look better.
0: I liked it. I I mean, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. It's one of those things like it's not going to win. Maybe it'll win a Razzie. But other than that, I don't know. But I enjoyed it. I was like, this is great. It's
1: not for your kids, but it's fantastic. It was fun.
0: No, it's not for your kids, even though what some teacher accidentally put it on in the classroom because she's a complete and utter moron.
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
0: Something. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah. We, We live in a crazy world. Yeah. Um, it's literally called Blood and Honey. <laughs>
0: Where did she think the blood came from?
1: <laughs> um, next, Steven, up-
0: Steven took us back to the 90s again.
1: Yep. Next up on the list, a movie from 1997. I remember seeing this movie when it came out. Um, Event Horizon with Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Nell, Um Tons
0: of people. Kathleen Quinlan, Jolie Richardson, Richard T. Jones, oh, Jason J- Isaacs.
1: Yep. Sean P., uh uh, Pertwee, I can't t- say his last name, but he's been in a ton of yeah. stuff as well. Uh, this
0: this definitely hit that sci fi, yes, sci fi so, scary. So,
1: basically, uh, the event horizon went missing on a uh, charter out into space, it got lost. It was going in... to
0: explore Mars, right?
1: No, I think it was going further out than that. I think oh. it was going to f- like uh, uh Neptune or something. I don't remember. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it was going really far yeah. out. But it got lost and then all of a sudden, like nine seven years, years later. seven years later, it sends out a signal. And so these people get on the ship and they're like, all right, we're going to go see what's going on with this. And they go out there into the vast, you know,
0: it reminded me of like
1: to try to find it
0: alien and those kind of movies. Like it had that vibe. It's like to that, it.
1: but it's got some psych, it's more psychological,
0: very 90s movie dialogue. Yep. Very like the way they talk to each other on the ship and stuff, and just like it's funny to me, but it's very 90s. Yeah, but it was good. It had good twists in it. Like,
1: yep, it's still one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. I I think Event Horizon was was fantastic. And like I said, it's 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 thriller, it's suspense. It's not um, it's not gory or anything like that. It's more psychological and like you know mental. Yeah. So, but yeah, loved it. Event Horizon, recommend it big time.
0: Cool. The next one up was a movie I've been wanting to see forever since it came out in 2016 called Don't Breathe. Yep. So it's about um, a group of um, robbers, I guess, home home invasion, like robbers who get like the beat on this ex-military guy who's blind who might have money in his house. Also in the slums of Detroit. And um, so they go to break in his house and things are not what they seem.
1: Yep, And man, is it great. It is
0: good. It's really good. I recommend it. I liked it. It was different. I was waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it dropped, and it dropped hard. And I was like, what the heck? And yep. it was good. And so then when that ended, Stephen's like, well, I got to pick the sequel because it was his turn to pick. So he picked Don't Breathe 2. Yep. Um, these Ste- both stars, Stephen Lang.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Stephen Lang.
0: Yeah. Um, They are two very different movies. Yes. I almost feel like they're two completely different genres, completely different storytelling. Like- They are very different. You have to watch the first one first. If you're going to watch Don't Breathe too. you have to watch the first one. Yes. It's more for character continuity than storyline continuity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the blind man, you got to know what his story...
0: You got to know his story to see him in the second
1: movie. Yeah. And and, and I liked the second movie because I felt like they went a different... They, it was just different. Yeah. They, I don't
0: want to, like, say anything. They took a turn. Yeah.
1: And it was a good turn. It
0: was. I completely agree. They
1: didn't repeat the first movie.
0: No. And that happens a lot with horror movies. Like, I know what you did last summer. I still know. I will always know. Well, no forever. Everyone will know always. Like, all those plots are exactly the same. This was very, very different. For,
1: so, um, I only know of two <laughs> movies... Uh, I know what you did last summer and I still know what you did last summer. There's
0: like another one with like a different cast. Well,
1: if it doesn't have Jennifer Love Hewitt, then it's not canon. Oh my
0: gosh. I don't really think Canon is a big concern with the I Know What You Did Last Summer (laughs) franchise. Okay. (laughs) Next up Uh, we have another um another first and second movie, a movie with a sequel. These two movies we highly recommend. These are probably my favorite movies that we've yep. watched. The first one is called Becky, and the second one is called The Wrath of Becky. The first one came out in 2020. Second one came out in 2022. Yep. They star Lulu Wilson as Becky, who is basically a teenager who um, goes away to the a weekend lake with like her family, and um, runs into some convicts. And, like, Kevin McAllister's the crap out of them. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it is. It's uh, so fun. Yes.
0: And she's, like, 15, and she's, like, the star of these movies, and she's sassy and tough and cool and strong. Like, it's good. They're good. I don't know who came up with this, who, like, so, I could not recommend these movies enough
1: these uh were my two favorite movies for sure lulu wilson is great um
0: and you guys might know her as the young shirley in house um house on the haunt what's that stupid show called i always want to call it haunted hill Hill. yes no
1: it's the haunting at hill house yes
0: the haunting of hill house um she plays the young shirley but anyway she's great she's great
1: yeah, she was really um, good.
0: Both of the villains in the movie are very unexpected. They are not... I wouldn't look up the IMDb. I would just watch it. Yeah, don't... Because I've never seen either of the villains in both movies play a villain, and it was
1: really good. Yeah, they were good. There is one guy, uh, Ryan McDonald, that plays uh, one of the characters in the first movie, and he's in Fringe. He's the uh, the doctor at... at uh, Or the scientist at uh, Massive Dynamic. The tall, nerdy guy that we like.
0: I don't even remember him being in Becky. Uh,
1: I won't spoil it for the audience, but I can tell tell you later. later. Yeah, I can tell you later which. Oh,
0: I know which one he was.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Uh, These movies were clever. It's.
0: They were, and they were different.
1: Yes. They, once again, with the second movie, the second movie took a turn and went a different direction. And it was a good turn. And, I, and I, I enjoyed it. And
0: I believed them. Yes. I believed that she could do all this. Like I was like, yes, back team Becky.
1: Yes. Uh, I will say because Jess, Jess would be mad if somebody had not warned her because we were not warned when we watched it. In the first movie, there are two dogs. You will unfortunately see one be shot. If you are bothered by that, um, just know, just think of uh, John Wick. If you saw John Wick if you I'm don't
0: traumatized by that movie
1: if you didn't see john wick uh, the basic synopsis is, is that someone killed his dog and, and if they hadn't have killed his dog he would have been fine and retired four in-
0: movies later but
1: instead they killed his dog so uh part of part of the uh still watch it though yeah part, but part, yeah. yeah part of the the story that gets going with becky uh involves yeah. one of her dogs dying it's, great. It's, it's it we were both just like i mean the house was silent Yes. For a good five minutes yes. after that happened, because we were both just like, oh, and and I, I have was a like, hard time with that. People... I was eh. I was like, some people got to die now. <laughs>
0: yeah, very very great movies, very good. Yes. I would watch yep. them both.
1: Yeah, but just a, just a warning on that if you're yep. if you're not good with uh, dogs getting shot and dying in movies, then I,
0: if you are good with it, then maybe. I don't want you listening to my podcast. We can't. We can't be
1: friends. We can't be friends. If um, uh, the next movie we picked, uh, directed and written by Tom Holland. I didn't know that he was alive in 1985. So it's
0: not Spider Man. um yes this takes us back to 1985 it's funny because steven had kept talking about how he wanted to watch fright night and i was like all right cool let's watch fright night but he was talking about the 2011 remake i was talking about the 1985 original movie so we bought on um apple they had like a pack of like dracula and other movies i've never seen that most people yep. have seen so we bought fright night 1985 starring um chris sarandon william ragsdale and amanda Bierce and the effervescent roddy mcdowell
1: yep we can't go wrong with roddy mcdowell so
0: it's about a kid a high school kid who has new neighbors move in and he's convinced one is a vampire and it's campy <laughs> and it's um
1: for sure it can be
0: but it's fun it was yeah. good i enjoyed it yeah. i liked it
1: i mean it's practical effects it's yeah. 1987 it's just like <sighs> little shop of horrors so much better yep yep when looks you watch so this movie better. when you watch this movie it has the same type of film vibe that little shop of horrors has where it's an old school 80s movie yes. that has practical effects and it's just it looks great It's just
0: so much better
1: yep so, uh, but yeah, Chris uh, Sarandon is fantastic. Yeah, he was really good in that movie. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, which, if you guys don't remember him, I believe he was in uh, what was the what was the big movie that he was in that was outside of this? Was it uh, Who Chris Sarandon? Yeah, Chris Sarandon. Um, what was his? My mouse, of course, isn't working on my laptop. I'm not it's sure what not you're not talking about.
0: I mean, he was in a voice in the Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Well, I can't get my scroll to work correctly right now. For some reason, it's freaking out. And I don't, I know don't
0: really know him from anything, to be honest. Um, yeah,
1: he did The Nightmare Before Christmas, but he's known for... Oh, my gosh. Keep talking about it. I'll find
0: it. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about, so I can't even... I'm a...
1: And of course, I'm. You never mentioned it once. You said I did. I did mention it when we were watching it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's been in so many things," and now I can't get it to load.
0: I don't know him being famous for any one thing. Um, I'm going through his whole IMDb, and there's like nothing that sticks out.
1: Well, you haven't seen everything, as so, we are all aware. I mean, there isn't. There's really, a lot of things that so, you haven't seen.
0: You're gonna have to come back to it. Sorry that you were not prepared for this.
1: All right, keep look, uh, keep going, and uh, and I will uh, bring it up here when I find it.
0: All right. The next movie that we watched was a foreign movie. Yes. Yes. Um, it was um, it was Korean, wasn't it?
1: I believe so. Oh gosh, I should know that. Oh, it. sorry, I found it. Uh, he's in. He's Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a big movie. That
0: was totally worth it. Yes, this movie is from. Wow. So-
1: <laughs> I, my apologies, folks. Sometimes my wife is a jackass to me, and that was the moment. Wow. Yeah, I said what I said. Anyways, this movie parasite
0: is. Wow. Well, thanks for. I that. thought you had said it. No, I haven't. This is a South Korean movie. It's called Parasite. We watched it on Max. It's a really crazy movie. Yes. Um
1: and so we watched it in uh in their language. Korean. I, Korean, yeah.
0: Yeah, we watched it in Korean and just subtitled obviously, but It was great. It had everything.
1: Did the subtitle say Cantonese, or is that something else we watched recently where it said speaking Cantonese? It did not say that at all. That was something else we were watching. Maybe that was on a Fringe episode or something. Yeah, I don't know. Okay.
0: Um, But it's basically about the relationship between a wealthy family and a lower class family. And just how it all unfolds and you seeing the different dynamics of... Culture in South Korea and the relationship between, you know, the families and who has what and who doesn't. And it's listed as like horror, comedy, like drama, everything. I read like one IMDb review that was like, pick a genre and this movie has it.
1: Apparently, there's a black and white version out there.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: I didn't know that was out there. Yeah. We. We enjoyed this film quite a bit. This movie Uh, was a lot to like
0: unpack. Like it was not what I expected. Um, A lot happens. I don't know that I would call it a horror movie in the, in the like jump scare sense, but definitely more in like a societal sense of what people are reduced to doing and what happens and classes and things like that. And like, it it was
1: very good it won four oscars
0: yeah i remember so, it coming out because i remember just being like oh wow this is a lot of wins for a foreign film here
1: yeah uh i i like the acting i like the fact that we unlike uh if you guys remember last week we were we talked about the tv show marianne on netflix and how we wished we had watched it in french yes uh Made all the difference in the world hearing their actual voices and not a dub over. Yeah, I'm
0: glad we didn't change it to English.
1: Yeah, so it won Best Motion Picture, Best Achievement in Directing, uh, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. The casting was great. The storyline was great. There was a lot of unexpected things that happened. I think Steven and I both throughout the whole thing were just like, what? What is happening? How does this end? How does... Yep. Like, it is definitely a lot to unpack. Where did you get this? Sorry, I don't know. Sophia has somehow got one of those things that come in packages that say, Do not eat and are like... Uh oh. I have uh, no idea where she got that. I have from. no
1: idea where she got that from either. I'm glad you grabbed it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, everybody. Whew. Parasite is a great movie. We highly recommend it. I would like to hear what you say about it if you see it.
1: Yep. No.
0: And we have one last movie.
1: Yep. One more movie. We went the route of M. Night Shyamalan's Devil.
0: Yes. I had never seen this movie. Um,. So- it was about a group of people trapped in an elevator and the devil. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't It was like the best scary movie ever, but it was good. And I think it speaks more to like the human condition and like accountability and consequences for actions.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it also speaks a little bit to um, overreactions and assumptions of people. Yeah. And stereotypes and things of that nature. It speaks yeah. to that a little bit as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the whole assuming
0: about people because of how they look or because of what they do or anything like that, which goes both ways because it it gives you judgment on some people, then it also gives you a false sense of security on other people. Yeah. So it's like it's like both of them.
1: Yeah, and this was, uh, Shyamalan's like first movie to that didn't uh wasn't in the vein of all of his other movies like, you know, Signs and Sixth Sense and The Village, uh Lady in the Water. Yeah. Like it wasn't like any of those films. Like this is a different he it's a different style of filming for him. It's a different story, uh, the way he put it together and the way he tells it. Like it's it was different. And it it, it didn't go over with everybody. Yeah, it and I and it was I think, kind of the start of his yeah, it's, it was a it was the beginning of people not wanting to tune in to M Night Shyamalan. I enjoyed the movie though. I, I did liked too. it. I it liked was, the ending. I liked everything it was about from it. 2010,
0: really. 2010, and he wasn't in it anywhere, which I liked. That I saw anyway, and I liked it. I like you said the ending. It did end, and it had a good ending. And I think a lot of times his movies got to the point where they might have been good, and he tried for these big endings that didn't land.
1: Yeah, and this one, this one isn't anything that's like hugely over the top or anything like that. No, it's
0: just very, it's just kind of like a character study of people, yeah, put in a situation and what happens
1: and who are they. And I I mean, the acting, the acting is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was good. Chris Messina is the detective. Um, Logan Marshall Green is in it, who I think is an underrated actor. I like him um jenny o'hara like i feel like you would recognize everybody yeah even from from all the roles you'd recognize everybody so that was good that is our 14th and final halloween feature film Woo!
1: and just in time uh because i believe we've come to the end where can they find us
0: you can find us on facebook instagram twitter i think still x whatever the heck that is um (laughs) tumblr wordpress if we can just say 918 at gmail.com if we can say if we can just say dot com like listen subscribe (laughs) my gosh i just feel like i've been talking so much which is normal for the podcast but this was like more i feel like because we were doing the movies yeah um remember that it's pity awareness month hug a pity Yep. Well, as long as they're okay with it.
1: Yep. And uh, hopefully we had enough album anniversaries to catch all of our listeners. Hopefully everybody's got at least something in there they'll want to yes. listen to this week. Um, and Let j- us
0: know if you've watched any of these movies we talked about. Let us know what you think. Give us a recommendation. Yep. We're already starting our list for next year. So. Yep.
1: Watch them all tonight. Watch all the movies tonight. It's and Halloween. if you
0: have any, not to be too soon, but if you have any like off-the-wall random Christmas movie that's not super popular or anything, let us know that, too, because we're going to start our Christmas movies in December.
1: Or Thanksgiving. Yeah, if There's a not a lot of Thanksgiving yeah. movies. Yeah, for sure. So give us one of so those. So,
0: again, like, listen, subscribe. Thank you for listening.
1: I believe that's all we can say this week.
0: Bye, y'all.